Okay. Do you feel like you're wasting your time on social media because it seems like no one is seeing your posts or engaging with them? I spent the last 30 days in an intense social media experiment, and today I am bringing you the results so that you can get more visibility for your photography business. In this episode today, I am sharing what's working on Instagram right now and exactly what I learned in this experiment, including how I was able to come up with all of the post ideas to post two times a day for an entire month. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Welcome to another episode of From Better Half to Boss. I know, I know you love social media episodes, so I'm really excited to bring this to you. If this is your first time to the podcast, I want to welcome you and let you know that my name is Tavia Redburn. In 2018, I went full-time with photography, and on this show, I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full-time. And my students learn this through the Beauty and Birth Photography course and certification, as well as through Marketing School for Photographers. So I shared on Instagram stories at the beginning of May that I was committing to posting two times a day on Instagram. Now, let me tell you, there is something about telling people that you're going to do something and asking them to hold you accountable that really helps you show up for yourself and do what you say you're going to do. Because that little act of me sharing with my Instagram audience that I was going to be doing this seriously helped keep me accountable. And today I'm going to share the results of this experiment where I posted on Instagram two times a day in the month of May. Now I am going to say over Memorial day weekend, I only posted one day or excuse me, one post a day for about three or four days because I'm going to share a little bit more of that here in a second. So just in full integrity, it wasn't two posts every single day. There was a period of time over Memorial Day weekend where I only posted once, but generally for the entire month, two times a day, that is a lot of posts. Now, why did I do this? We are generally pretty consistent posting on social media, usually three to four posts a week. Most of them are usually reels, but committing to two times a week really, or excuse me, two times a day really challenged me to look at things differently and really stretch myself in terms of coming up with content ideas, paying attention to systems that could help me like stay consistent. And so this episode is all about what's working now on social media after I posted twice a day. Now, I did a similar experiment when I first got on TikTok. I think it was the end of 2020, maybe the beginning of 2021. And I had some crazy numbers. We grew by like 15,000 followers in the span of 60 days, where I was posting, I believe, once a day for 60 days. Now, I'm not here to tell you that I grew by 15,000. In fact, our following didn't even grow that much, but I learned so much about what people like to see from us, what kind of content performs well. And most importantly, like I said, the kind of systems and processes that we need to have in place that honestly, we didn't really have in place to 
produce that level of content and produce engaging content, not just putting up stuff just to put up stuff. Now, in this episode, I am mainly going to be talking about Instagram because that's where we did the challenge. Um, So if you came here thinking I was going to talk about TikTok or Facebook or really anything else, it's just going to all be about Instagram today. And one thing that I want to mention before we get into all the things that I learned is that social media is 10 to 15% of a healthy marketing strategy. There are so many other pieces that a lot of photographers are sleeping on when it comes to how to get clients. So while it's fun to talk about social media and it's fun to test out new things and see what works, just a little reminder that really social media should be just about 10 to 15% of your overall marketing strategy and that we don't actually own social media. So in the middle of this experiment, I could have been growing like crazy and getting tons of views on reels and booking new clients. But if Mark Zuckerberg decided he wanted to pull Instagram, there's nothing I could do about it. Right. So it's so important to keep that in mind when we're talking about social media. It's not the end all be all. It is a small percent. Okay, cool. You got that. You with me? All right. (laughs) So let's talk about what is working on Instagram as of May 2023. First of all, you might not like to hear this, but reels and carousels and static photos. So All three of those worked really well for me this past month. And honestly, coming into this experiment, I definitely thought reels were going to blow carousel posts and blow static images out of the water, but I wanted to test everything. So I tested all three and I was surprised to find out that carousels more than static posts, but both did well, but carousels in particular did pretty well too. People like to share informational carousels that make them look good or kind of say something that they want to say without having to say it, if that makes sense. Now I will say that reels overall, um, did get the most reach and definitely brought in a lot of new followers reels specifically did, but I was surprised at what the carousel and the static photo did too. And so what does this mean for you? Well, it means that everything is worth testing. And just because, you know, Instagram experts or marketing experts are saying, oh, Instagram is pushing reels right now, doesn't mean that that's always true for your account. And so it's so valuable and so important to test lots of different things when it comes to your social media account. So for us, reels did do well and better than the other creative ways to post, but I was surprised at how the other posts did well too. So that was the first, what's working on Instagram? Reels and carousels and static posts, all of it. Test your audience and see what works best for you. The second thing that's working on Instagram is many chat, and that's M-A-N-Y chat, C-H-A-T. Now, what is many chat? Basically, It's kind of a robot that does a little bit of your social media for you. For example, if you've seen somebody post and they say, comment the word grow below and I'll send you my free PDF. That's where ManyChat comes in and you can automate every single person that comments on that post gets an automatic DM with whatever you promised them. 
And I love this because I used to do prompts like that where I would say, comment the word grow or comment the word birth below. And I would manually go in and be damning people. And I was terrible at keeping up with it. And then like days or weeks later, people would comment on it and I'd be like, wait, where's the link for that thing? What was I promising on that? I have to go find it. It was like way too time consuming and distracting. And I didn't feel like I was really giving people the kind of experience I wanted for them. Because if somebody's commenting that they want, you know, a free training or a free PDF or more information about something from you, they want it right then. So if you're doing something like this, where you're saying, Hey, I have five birth spots available for this summer comment, birth below if you want more information, they want that information. And that is a really, really hot lead of somebody who wants to learn more about working with you. And you don't want to wait until the kids are in bed or 24 hours later or 48 hours later by then chances are they've already forgotten. And so that's what I love about mini chat is you set it up before you post or when you post either one, and it will automatically respond to them with a message that you designed. So I really, really like mini chat as a creator and as a business owner and as a consumer because I've been on the receiving end of that. And people have done some really cool things with mini chat where you can create DM conversations where they just click yes or no, or they select certain things and it can continue to have a conversation with them. Now, I will say I do disclose whenever it's robot Tavia talking and whenever it's actually Tavia talking. So if you've done this and you've um, commented on one of my stories before and gotten a DM or commented on one of my reels before and gotten a DM, I always say when it's robot Tavia, I'm like, hey, here's what you asked for. By the way, this is robot Tavia talking. If you want to talk to human Tavia, just reply and I'll reply back to you basically. And I think that's really important because, you know, in this day and age, when you're DMing with someone, you're kind of assuming it's them. But as we start to have more like automations and AI things take over, I think it's really important to disclose when it's actually you and when it's not. And so I am loving mini chat. I have barely scratched the surface of how incredible um, it is. But the reason that I'm doing that, you might be saying, okay, why are you even having people comment? Like, why don't you just say, check out the link in my bio or whatever? Well, as you know, on Instagram, you can't put a clickable link anywhere except for the link in your bio or DMs. And I found that the more steps I give people to take, the less likely they are to do them, the less likely they are to actually take those steps. And so whenever I would create a post and say, go click the link in my bio, they have to get off of what they're looking at. They have to click over to my profile. They have to find the link in my bio. They have to click that. Like it's just so many steps that with many chat, if they're on a reel, like they're scrolling their reels feed, they can literally just comment right there and they don't even have to exit the reels. They can keep scrolling and that DM is there waiting for them. And so I've just found that the conversions are so much better and it's just a better user experience for the person that's engaging with the content on Instagram. So there is a version of mini chat that is free. I've been using the paid version for a long time, so I'm not totally sure what the free version can do, but I'm pretty sure it can do quite a lot. It might just restrict how many messages and like certain things that you can do, but there is a free version. So if you want to check this out, if you want to do um, Instagram stories where you're saying, comment the word birth and I'll send you my availability, 
or on a reel, comment the word birth and I'll send you my pricing. Like there's so many different ways that you can use this as a photographer. You can just check it out. I'm pretty sure it's just manychat.com. I have it bookmarked. Sorry, I wasn't very prepared for that, but Google ManyChat and you'll find it. Okay. The third thing that I found that is working really, really well on Instagram is great hooks. What is a hook? A hook is the first thing that you're saying in an Instagram reel, or it's the first sentence of your caption. We know people are busy. People are scrolling. You really have to catch their attention. In fact, there may have already been multiple times in this episode that you've gotten distracted or like, oh yeah, what's she talking about, (laughs) right? We have like very short attention spans these days. And so when you're on social media and it's crowded and it's busy and there's a lot of people competing for your ideal client's attention, the hook is what is going to help your post stand out. So whether that's the first line of the caption or the first thing that you say in an Instagram reel, it has to catch their attention. So really, when it comes to an Instagram reel, what I found is if there's any dead space, even for like half a second, what feels like super fast, you lose people. They just keep scrolling. And I found this on TikTok as well. So what I'll often do is I'll start my videos when I'm mid the first word. So if I'm saying, here's a way to blah, 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 it's starting almost to sound like ears the way because I'm chopping it up to where I'm almost halfway through saying it before, um, before they scroll past it because we've got to keep their attention, right? So what's working on Instagram is really being intentional about great hooks in your caption and in your reel. So what are some examples of some great hooks? Some things like, I'm about to show you, or here are the blank ways, or this is how you blank, or there's no such thing as blank. We're not starting out these videos with, hey guys, girl, no, swipe. Like I'm immediately swiping if it's, hey girl, we've got to catch them, stop their scroll with something that's enticing. So hooks and really looking at the hook, how to make it more engaging, how to make it more captivating uh, is really, really important. And I found that to be true during my experiment this month. The fourth thing that's working on Instagram is captioning like you speak. Captioning like you speak. I think that sometimes whenever we're creating social media content, no matter how new or experienced you are, something about typing makes us go into this like formal mode where we're trying to craft these posts and make them very eloquent and act like we're almost writing an essay or something. And I realized that I was slipping back into that almost to where I was trying to focus so much on the hook and the call to action and all these things that I lost my voice in all of that. And so really looking at how can I describe what I want to describe or say what I want to say about this photo or this topic in a way that I would say it to my best friend or say it to my husband or describe it to my mom, right? Really imagine like, how would I describe this to my best friend and really, and try that the next time you're writing a caption, write the caption like you speak. And then read it out loud and see if it sounds like you. And if it doesn't, think about how I would describe this to a friend and start there. All right. The fifth thing that I found is working on Instagram has to do specifically with Instagram stories. 
And that is to treat Instagram stories like your own personal reality TV show. I discovered something crazy this month. Um, my highest viewed story. Take a guess what my highest view story was. Because it wasn't birth images. It wasn't when I posted polls or used the slider or when I shared a new podcast episode that I poured hours and hours into. It was literally when I posted a story, maybe you saw it, about going to the gym and my AirPod fell out of my ear and bounced up and landed inside of the squat rack that I was using. Like literally fell out of my ear, hit the ground, bounced up, fell into the squat rack and I couldn't get it out. Like it was stuck in this tiny skinny little hole. I had to go get a trainer um, to help me like fish it out. It was a whole thing. It was one story. It was one story slide. And that outperformed every single story that I have posted literally in the last three months, which is so crazy, right? And that had nothing to do with any of my businesses. It was just about my life, right? So what's the takeaway for you? People want to know about your life. And on stories, you can get away with posting a lot more like off the cuff, random lifestyle type of stuff. I think about the feed kind of being more of my public self and the stories are things that I would share with my friends. So if there's a story, this kind of a little hack for you, if there's a story that you're telling your husband or your mom or your friend, consider telling it on stories too. Because when the AirPod thing happened to me, I was about to text my husband and be like, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe what happened to me. I'm waiting for the trainer to go get a long stick with something sticky at the end so we can try to fish my AirPod out of the squat rack. Like, what are the odds? And so instead of doing that, I created an Instagram story out of it. I did eventually text him as well. But it's those like silly things that happen in your day that when you post on stories or ask on stories that have nothing to do with your business tend to be the most engaging crazy, right? The sixth thing that I found is working on Instagram now, you're not going to be surprised by this, is consistency and batching when it comes to social media. I know, don't groan, don't moan, don't click off, hang with me, okay? I know that social media and being consistent on social media is something that all of us struggle with, including me. And doing this challenge, like I said at the beginning, Doing this challenge and asking you guys to keep me accountable helped me so, so much stay consistent. But there was one more thing that helped me stay consistent, and that is batching. Batching helps so much with this, but I didn't want to batch things too far in advance because I wanted to be able to see what was working in real time. And it's harder to pivot or make changes if I'm batched out weeks in advance, right? So what I did instead is I would batch twice a week. Remember, I'm posting twice a day. So twice a week seems like a lot to batch, but it was really making like six posts in one day. So usually on Monday and Thursday, I would batch posts for the upcoming three days. And at first, like earlier in the month, it was taking a long time. And I was going, okay, is this really a good use of my time? But the more that I do it, the easier it becomes. And the more that I started to take notes and write down systems and processes for doing it faster next time of things that were working, the faster it became. 
Now, of course, there were always crunch times where I was like, shoot, okay, I need to post something in like 15 minutes because I would always post at 10 o'clock and 7 o'clock my time. So it'd be like 9.45 and I'd be like, oh, shoot, I need to post something. What am I going to post? So I want to share with you the three things that I was thinking if I needed to come up with a post quickly. First of all, I would repurpose a reel into a carousel. I would repurpose, repurpose a reel into a carousel. So literally, I would just take the content, take the things that I said in the reel and make it into a carousel inside of Canva, the exact same content, boom, post it. The second thing that I would do would be to take a high-performing TikTok to post on Instagram. So if you have content over on another platform like TikTok, post it on Instagram. There's no reason why you can't. And in fact, a lot of posts that I posted on TikTok that did well also did well on Instagram. And then I also tested something new, which was posting GIF, however you say it. Some people say GIF, some people say GIF. I would post those little um, GIF reels. So if you look in my feed, you'll see a few. There was one with Jamie Lee Curtis. There was one from um, with Jess from New Girl. Um, I have a few other ones, like a few other ideas. I didn't even have to show my face for those, you guys. They were literally just gifts that I made relevant to my ideal client and to my audience. So don't be afraid to repurpose things. Try something new. Go back and take an old Instagram reel that you posted in January that did well and reshare it again a few months later. Nobody cares. There's not police for that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's It was more important to me to be consistent than to freak out about the fact that I posted this three months ago and I'm posting it again. People don't care. I promise. Okay. The seventh thing that I learned that's working now on Instagram, and this is actually kind of different than what you might think, and I, it was that I realized that Instagram engagement declines in the summer and on the weekends. And I just became okay with that. And that's one of the reasons that over Memorial Day weekend, that like long weekend, I only posted once a day instead of two times a day because I realized that people just aren't on their phones as much. And in the summer months, you know, moms are hanging out with their kids more than on Instagram, which is awesome. But there's no sense in me pouring my heart and soul into a post on a Saturday morning to have it reach three people. Like I just realized that on the weekends, people just aren't on social media as much and that's okay. And so I think the tip for this, as far as what's working is looking at when your audience is online, when they're engaging with stuff and posting then and being okay with slightly lower engagement on the weekends and in the summer. Now, the eighth thing working on Instagram is testing. And I'm sure you've heard me sprinkle little bits of this in this episode. But just because something is working for me does not mean that it's going to work for you. And so just because my people like the little GIF reels doesn't mean that your people are going to like the little GIF reels. And so you get to test and experiment. And here's the thing. Some of my posts reached 100 people, which is very low for me, (laughs) very low. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that did not work well, right? And I learned from it. And that's what I encourage you to do as well is to look at your expectation, look at your normal reach and go, okay, 
this particular post didn't reach the number of people I thought it would or that I wanted it to and why. And don't make it mean anything about you. Don't make it mean like, oh, I'm just not good at social media. People don't want to hear from me. No, instead look at it and go, okay, what can I do differently to reach more people next time? Testing, testing, testing is the name of the game when it comes to social media. So as I have come to the end of this 30-day social media experiment, I hope that I have been able to provide you with some good insights that can help your social media account for your photography business. And really, this month was a lot of work. Like it really took a lot of time. So I don't think I'm here to tell you that you need to start posting twice a day on social media. And I'm not going to continue posting twice a day on social media. My plan now is to post six times a week People are not on social media on Saturday. My audience is not. Like, I will not be posting on Saturday anymore. Um, so for, through the summer, six times a week feels good for me, and I am going to reevaluate in August. Now, big takeaway for you. I hope that you remember social media is only a tiny piece of a healthy marketing plan. And I never recommend leaning solely on social media to get clients, but it's a fun place to hang out. You get real time feedback and can experiment like it's super fun, but it should be a small percentage of your overall social media strategy. If we're not already connected on Instagram, I would love to connect with you there. I am just at Tavia Redburn and we will post that in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode, any takeaways, things that you're going to try. Shoot me a DM over on Instagram. And just want to remind you that if you have a passion, it is not an accident because not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, it is there for a reason. And I hope that you're going to pursue that passion and make it happen. Have a great week.